Tim Smith, Republican candidate for Indiana's 3rd Congressional District, is in the House this morning. And I wanted to bring in Tim today because he's just been such a big champion as of late, or so it appears to me, yeah. uh, for our Hoosier farmers and, and for our far- farmland specifically here in Indiana. So to find out why and really dig into this topic, Tim is live in studio. Yeah. Good morning, Tim. Well, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I, I feel like I've known you for a while now, and I have to be honest, I didn't really know that you were as passionate as you are about keeping agriculture alive and Mm. thriving here in northeast indiana where does that passion come from yeah well uh i grew up a preacher's kid kayla not a farmer's kid but in the 50s my dad was the ffa star state farmer of michigan and so actually his entire family uh were in farming until god called him into the ministry that brought him to fort wayne bible college in the 60s i was born i ended up a preacher's kid not a farmer's kid But at our church in East Allen County in New Haven, there were always a lot of farmers. And so I was always interested. We'd go back home to Michigan for vacation. Uh, Of course, I'd be around my uncles, my cousins, all farmers. So that's kind of where it came from, Mm -hmm. from a a DNA perspective. But from a political perspective, as I've been campaigning to replace Jim Banks over the last, well, really since last summer, uh, you can't drive anywhere outside of Fort Wayne in this district across 13 counties without being surrounded by farmland Mm -hmm. or dairy cows. That's so true. That's so true. It's very rural once you get outside of Fort Wayne. Those of us who live in Fort Wayne really don't realize. We forget it. We do. (laughs) It's an agricultural district. So I believe, Kayla, and, and this is something I've come to, I believe this congressional rep, should be on the Agriculture Committee. That's how important it is to this district. And I'm going to strive to be, you know, you don't get your choice when you get elected, but I'm going to strive to be on the Agriculture Committee to fight for some of the things that I'm hearing from our farmers. You have recently shared an ag plan. That's what I'm going to call it here. I know you recently shared it at the DeKalb County Farm uh, Bureau Forum. You you handed me a sheet, a document here when it comes to this plan. What is it? What am I looking at here, Tim? Yeah. So I've entitled this Tim Smith's Promise to Ag Producers. I'm handing it out to all the farmers everywhere I go. And I'll just give you the top bullets, and then I'll explain kind of why I've gone there from a political perspective. Number one, we have to strengthen the family farm. Almost every farmer I talk to is third, fourth generation. Mm -hmm. And they're losing it. They're losing it to regulation. They're losing it to the death tax. We have to grow Northeast Indiana's rural economy. We focus more on our urban economy. We have to cut regulation and red tape, which is true for manufacturing companies, and it's true for farmers. We have to open global markets to our ag producers. We've got to protect our livestock agriculture. It's easy when you drive around to see you know, rows and rows of corn and beans. We don't see as easily the dairy cows or the Angus or the hog farms. And then finally, this we have my to recognize... <laughs> my favorite. Mine too. <laughs> Bring on the bacon. Yeah. Uh, we have to recognize that food security is national yeah. security. Kayla, the, the four words that I've used to summarize, summarize my campaign are, I'm running for Congress to end wokeness and expand freedom. Now, I've been talking a lot about wokeness in the social space, puberty blockers for kids and trans, but let me tell you how wokeness has permeated the agricultural space. Today, on the USDA's website, if your listeners who are not driving went to usda.gov right now, they would see the top three priorities at the U.S. Department of Agriculture as follows. Number one, advancing racial justice, equity, and opportunity. Number two, addressing climate change. Number three, tackling food and nutrition security, which is probably the snap Mm -hmm. portion of the farm bill, which is 80 plus percent of the farm bill. Those are the three top priorities? Top three. Not until number four, Kayla, do we get more, better, and new market opportunities. Wokeness has permeated education, 
corporate America, but it's also permeated agriculture. So then let me ask you this. When you go out, and I'm, I'm physically holding this document in terms of this plan that you've introduced, this ag plan, when you go out and you're talking to all these farmers and you present this, because I'm looking at it, and from the few bullet points that I've read here, it looks great, but how, how has it been received? Well, I didn't come up with it on my own. So literally since last fall, uh, I have been talking to farmers. Again, preacher's kid, not a farmer's kid. Don't pretend to be a farmer. And one thing I've learned about talking with farmers, you can't fake it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see right through it. And so I approached this discussion months ago with literally hundreds of farmers now, Kayla. I've probably spoken to 500 farmers. That's not an exaggeration. I simply asked them, what are your biggest challenges? And if you were putting together a policy that your congressional rep would want to lead on in Congress, what would it look like? That's where this came from. So uh, not only is there consensus here, it's near unanimity with the dozens and dozens and dozens of leaders I've spoken with. So then how do you plan on carrying this? Let's say you are elected to Indiana's third congressional district. I mean, you just said it. You don't get to pick the committees necessarily that you sit on. So how do you plan on carrying this to D.C.? Hopefully I end up in the Ag Committee. Uh, But if I don't, of course, I can still introduce legislation on any topic, Mm -hmm. which is what I plan to do. Uh, I hope to lead. Kayla, what what we need in Congress are more leaders, less politicians. We have enough politicians. (laughs) We have enough politicians in Congress. Uh, I spent 25 years with what is now a two billion dollar insurance company owned by Warren Buffett. Was honored to work alongside a phenomenal team. Today, I'm the CEO of nearly a 600 person. Uh, Christian mental health nonprofit. If if some parents maybe got in trouble with the law or some kids made bad decisions, there's a good chance that that the Indiana Department of Child Services is hiring us, and we are sending one of our therapists or social workers or counselors in to help those families. Bottom line, I'm the CEO of a large organization. I've never been elected anything. Mm-hmm. I ran for mayor four years ago. It was a great experience. Apart from faith and family, probably the best thing I've ever done. Even in losing, you learn the community. You meet so many new people. Um, in this instance, most of the folks running against me are career politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not bemoaning that or criticizing that. It's what they chose to do. It's just different than what I chose to do. And it's different than what I believe we need in Congress. I led, for example, as the first one to endorse President Trump last fall, long before he won Iowa, long before he won New Hampshire. Last fall, I endorsed President Trump. Why? Not a big fan of maybe the way he communicates at times, but I'm a big fan of his policies, his immigration policy, his China policy. I think Ukraine would be different if President Trump were right now in office. Um, So I led there. I led a few weeks ago by calling for Mayorkas to be impeached. And now he's been impeached. I intend to lead in Congress on agriculture or whatever, because we need business people leading, not career politicians. Let me ask you this really quick, because we're way, way out of time. But you just mentioned it. I mean, the field for, for Indiana's third district here, it's a little crowded. I know you and I have had that conversation before on the mic about it being a little crowded. Do you foresee things getting a little dirty as we progress here towards the primary? Man, I'm so glad you asked. I hope not. I've actually spoken to a few of the candidates last summer, uh, even while we were walking during parades, uh, and we had this conversation. Unfortunately, Kayla, it's already happening behind the scenes. I hope it doesn't go public. Um, I've heard uh, some rumblings. I'm really hoping it doesn't go public either. It seems like many of the shots are coming my way now, um, which is so sad. Um, It's just so sad. I hope it doesn't. The public doesn't like it. Uh, But you know what? You have to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, If you get run over, you get run over. So I hope it doesn't go there. Um, But if it does, um, 
I guess it does. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. Tim, as always, I appreciate you making the time to come in studio. I could chat with you for hours, so I'm sure we'll have you back in Thank you before so the much. May primary. Tim Smith, Republican candidate for Indiana's 3rd Congressional District, joining us live here on Wobo. Mike Wilson up next with a roundup of the top three things you need to know straight ahead here on Wobo. Podcasts by Federated Media.